You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, I'm Vincent Saburano, director of the Trigonal and Blood Hunters, and you're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> My special guest tonight is director, actor, writer, stuntman, martial artist, Vincent Soberano. Vincent, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In podcast this morning from the Philippines. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Now, it's great to have you. We have a, a bunch of things to talk about. Uh, I'm interested in in you as a martial artist, uh, your work as a director. Some of the projects that you're working on are really cool to me as a, as a Filipino-American as well. So tell me a little bit about you, though. Martial arts has been a major part of your life. Uh, you're a multiple world champion Muay Thai fighter. What drew you to martial arts and to Muay Thai specifically, uh, especially since you're a Filipino and there are Filipino martial arts to choose from also? Uh, and along with that, did you study Filipino martial arts as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, growing up, I was exposed to Filipino martial arts at a very early age. I, um, I was born and raised in Bacolod City which is, uh, you know, Negros Occidental, which is sort of like the birthplace of a lot of Filipino uh, martial arts systems, like Tapado, uh, you know, Pequita Tertia, things like those. And in, in Bacolod, everyone fights. Everyone knows how to hold a knife, how to fight with a stick, all that stuff, you know. So it's, it's just one of those things that you kind of grow up with. You know, everyone knows something and everyone shares something and you go playing around you may not have formal training over there but you'll definitely get some kind of training or knowledge in in stick and knife fighting and how did you get into muay thai then i got into muay thai after uh, uh i was 10 years old i i'd been sort of frustrated with uh with with i was taking karate and and tang sudo at that time and i was sort of frustrated with the fact that i didn't I didn't get the kind of, I guess, rush, you know, uh, kind of athletic rush that I was sort of looking for as a kid. You know, I'd like, you know, it, it was kind of lacking in the adrenaline factor for me. Um, so I was like sort of, okay, you know, this is cool. But then I, I saw a Muay Thai match at Lumpini Stadium in Thailand. And I said to myself, wow, wow, no, this is what I want. You know, you see those elbows coming in and cracking heads and <laughs> knees, you know. And, and leg kicks and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is real fighting, you know. This is the real deal. So I thought, you know, I really wanted, to, I, w- I wanted to do this. So I asked my dad if he can, you know, if he can get me, you know, enrolled in a school or something or find a trainer. You know, he finally did. He uh, he's, he's been really supportive of my martial arts training. So he did found me um, a good um, uh, Thai trainer. I started from there and fell in love with Muay Thai. And um, never stopped ever since. Now, somehow, from being such an accomplished martial artist in a, in a bunch of different styles, it sounds like, somehow you made that into a career in IT, which turned out to be pretty successful for you also. How did that happen? Well, I actually, um, I went to school for film and TV. Uh, my first sort of career out of college was actually, I was working in the film industry. And that was around the 90s. And um, that was around the time that the internet was booming. It was like dot coms everywhere and stuff, you know. And um, so here I was struggling in, in 
the film industry trying to, you know, try and try to get uh, an AD job or, you know, or selling my scripts or something like that and um, getting work here and there, you know, in production crews, but, but nothing close to what I'm seeing in the IT industry. So I had an opportunity to work for, uh, it's funny, I actually worked for a film and software company. It was a software company called Cyber Dreams that was making interactive movies. So I, I worked in their film group and through, through working through working for the com- uh, company, I was exposed to software. I kind of, you know, fell in love with it, and I started uh, taking night classes at you know the universities. Started taking extension classes, and um, and finally got my programming certification in C, C plus plus, and Java. And when the company finally uh, folded, I um I had a choice: go go find work in uh, a film production set or or walk across the street and you know and and, and get a, a top paying job in in software development. At that time, it was the hottest thing, you know. Pe- right. It was like people were were making like at that time in the nineties, people were you know starting pay back then it was like between seventy five to a hundred k you know per year. Wow. And it was like wow, you know. Starting wow. Yeah, that was just like starting pay. Dot coms were were you know were coming up everywhere, going public, getting bought, getting acquired, getting massive amounts of venture capital money, you know? And so I, so I f- figured I'd dip my hat in, in that direction, which I did. And uh, I ended up working almost a decade in the, in the IT industry, you know? So, but of course, at, at the end of the day, it was, my motivation was really for money. And it got to a point where I'm like, I started questioning myself and saying, is this what I really want to do? You know, um, I'm not really that happy doing this. A part of me is still yearning for something that I truly love, and that was pretty much, you know, I know now, film and martial arts. Right now, before you parlayed that into uh, film and martial arts, you took a, a little detour to teach Muay Thai, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I actually, what I did is, uh, I've always been teaching Muay Thai. I, you know, even through all my careers and everything, I was sort of like my part-time job slash hobby, you know? So in, okay. in 1991, I opened up uh, a Muay Thai gym in San Diego. Um, it was the very first Muay Thai gym, fully equipped Muay Thai gym in San Diego. And, um, oh, wow. okay. and yeah, and I actually, I actually opened it because I needed a place to train myself because I was fighting professionally at that time as well. Um, I had my normal job in, you know, in, 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 in the industry, in the film industry, and but you know, I, I was also fighting professionally. And um, at the time, I was uh, I was going back and forth. I was training at a jet center in Van Nuys, and it was way too far from San Diego. It was like a two-hour drive, one way, you know, and with traffic and all. So I I just needed to create you know create my own training facility, which I did. I um I hooked up with uh with some Muay Thai instructors, and you know, and um formed a team and, you know, started training amongst ourselves. And my gym, Black Tiger, actually, like, became the first and the oldest, you know, like, Muay Thai gym in San Diego County. Almost all of the of the Muay Thai instructors in San Diego right now have been, at one point in time, students at Black Tiger. So it's produced a lot of instructors. While you were teaching, you were still working towards acting and eventually directing, was that a whole organic process or, or were you kind of struggling to move beyond teaching to get into film? Um, I've actually never considered 
stopping teaching. And um, I was always just part of me. You know, I never wanted to give up martial arts. Um, mm. And um, so I was, you know, and working in the film industry was actually perfect for me because, you know, you, you know, you, you work on a project and then when the project, when the film is finished, you have like so a lot of time off. But during that time, during the rise of my IT career, I really had no time left for, you know, for managing a gym or even teaching. That, that was what kind of forced me to, to stop teaching. Otherwise, I probably would have continued. Right, right. Now, speaking of those films, you went on to produce and direct Bloodhunters which uh, combines a couple of my favorite things, martial arts and the Aswang. <laughs> the the Aswang was one of the stories that I grew up with, like, you know, like the Molto and the Mananangal and Tianak and all that. The Aswang actually scared me a lot as a kid. So <laughs> Me too. Now, I read that you created this to really help shine a spotlight on Filipino martial arts and, and kind of give it a vehicle to raise its profile. Can you tell me about how you use FMA in the film to really show it off, especially because... When you're dealing with the Aswang, we're talking about some mythical elements. Yes, yeah. So basically, what I did is I, uh, I mean, I, I, I loved the Aswang stories. I grew up with it. I, I'm scared of it, you know. And I've always thought of, uh, of me being an Aswang hunter when I was a little boy. Nice, you know. And so, I came up with the idea um, of putting together uh, a script, you know, for for a movie that involves Aswang and Philippine martial arts. So the the Philippine martial arts that I wanted to highlight were sticks and sticks and knives and machetes and you know, which like the bolo, or or the etap. So what I did is uh, with with blood hunters, I um I, I made sure that you know that the storyline was you know, able to to twist a little bit to where the the hunters couldn't use guns on on the aswang because it doesn't work on them. They have to use sort of like this blades, this like sort of magical blades, you know, to be able to fight them. So, um, and then of course they also had to fight sort of like the disciples of the Aswang, the human disciples. And so, yeah, we, we, we used a lot of like stick and knife fighting. We used Illustrissimo, we used um, Balintawak, we used all sorts of different styles in, in this movie. I brought in like a lot of the top masters in uh, in the Philippines for this movie. They all had like their, you know, their cameo cameo roles and everything but but most of all they were able to provide you know their own style of fighting in sections of the movie talking about those guys that you brought in that were real masters fma has been used in hollywood for a while now yeah um we see it in films like born uh in the hunted and things like that i know people who've helped choreograph it for film but fma has never reached that stage where it's recognized for uh, for what it is, the way that Kung Fu or Muay Thai is. Why do you think that is? I can't really say why, but uh, it's just that um, my opinion is, and I actually, I've actually sort of seen this, you know, happen with different cultures and stuff. You know, um, my, my opinion is uh, no one, the action film industry in the Philippines died, like, like back in the 90s. And um, it only started resurging in the past, you know, like five, you know, three, three to five years, I think, you know, starting with a coming here of uh, Sonny Season, who pretty much like, you know, started, it was the first one that I feel that started ushering in like legit martial arts action films in the Philippines again. But um, before that, uh, yeah, uh, action films were kind of dead in the Philippines. So no one really like, you know, pushed on a Filipino martial arts movie per se, you know, here or abroad, just because the Filipino 
uh, mentality at that time was just like, okay, let's just go do rom-coms. That's that's sort of like what you know they they were into for a long time. And also, in terms of pride, of all the martial arts in the world I've I've seen, Filipino martial arts is the least promoted by the least amount of Filipinos. Mm. What I feel, mm-hmm. I've, I've I see Filipino martial arts being promoted by a lot of you know Europeans and Americans. You know, um, there's a lot of big names, Filipino names and in, in mar- in Philippine martial arts. But when you really think about, when you compare it to like, say, Kung Fu right. and Muay Thai, and you look at all the, 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 the famous grandmasters in the world, Muay Thai, for example, you look at the famous grandmasters in the world, non, non-Thai grandmasters probably constitute 5% mm. of, of, of that, of the, of the famous ones, you know? But you look at Filipino martial arts, it's like, a, it's a very big mix, you know? So, and um, a lot of Filipinos I know that got into martial arts, sad to say, myself included, when I was a kid, we we turned to foreign martial arts. I think it's a Filipino sort of colonial mentality, you know, where anything imported is better mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, so instead of grasping uh, the their roots, like the way the Chinese do, Filipinos reach out to what's exotic right. and what's uh, what's imported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. So it's it's a very different mindset. So you know, when so you see a lot of the top Filipino martial artists and fighters, they're not they don't focus their you know their energies on on FMA. Right. If you look at the top Chinese martial artists, you know they are they they you don't see a lot of like famous Chinese Muay Thai fighters, uh, famous Chinese boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, you, you'll see Jet Li, you'll see Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. you'll see all these like Sunda champions and, you know, all that stuff. You know, they, they focus on their, in the, in, 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 on their martial art, their, their national pride, their sort of their cultural pride. Right. Um, we as Filipinos lack that. It's interesting because I think we had that chance uh, as Filipinos, when uh, Dan Inosanto was... Oh, yeah, we did. Right? We really did. Yeah, yeah. But it just yeah. never went anywhere. But look, you know, look who, who made, you know, stick fighting famous. Bruce Lee. Right. You know, the first time I saw, like, Arnie's in a Hollywood movie was in Ender the Dragon. Right. You know, but, but you know, we've had, you know, we've had, like... Um, local movies before a few you know local movies before that use some fma but it just wasn't imported enough for filipinos to you know to appreciate right so unfortunately um you know and un- unfortunately uh, fma has not really like been prom- been promoted you know by filipinos as you know as well as it has been by you know by you know by westerners and so now a lot of these guys that, that bring FMA to, to the movies, you know, are, you know, Western directors, producers, all that stuff. Of course, they bring in Filipino, Filipino instructors sure. to teach yeah. the actors, you know, but at the end of the day, the story is all American. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you'll see it in John Wick and you'll see it in Jason Bourne, but 
It's never identified as a Filipino martial art. In the behind-the-scenes talk, you'll get a lot of, man, we, uh, you know, I learned a lot of Filipino martial arts. They brought in a, a lot of great Arnis instructors and, and Kali instructors, and it was awesome, but that's about as far as it goes, right? And as far as the public's concerned, it's it's John Wick style or Jason Bourne style. Yeah, exactly. Sonia Sison was a, was a guest on my show as well, and I, I, I talked with him about this, but does FMA need an ambassador the way that Tony Jaya is for Muay Thai or Iko Uwais for Silat? And if if we do need that ambassador, do you know some people who might fit that bill? Well, I'll tell you what, FMA needs a Filipino ambassador. Sure. It's had many ambassadors, many Hollywood ambassadors already, mm-hmm. you know, but but it'll never be it'll never be Filipino Filipino unless it's done by Filipinos. Right. So yeah, so I feel that we need, you know. FMA needs a Filipino ambassador. But when I'm, I'm saying ambassador, I'm not talking about like a filmmaker or a producer or a choreographer that's going to do it. I'm talking about a star, right? a Filipino fi- fighting star, a Filipino Bruce Lee, yep. or you know something like that, the Filipino Iko Kawadis or Filipino Tony Ja. Yeah. And that's that's basically what, what we need. But on the, on the other side of that, guys like Sonny Sison and Eric Mati and you are doing your part to kind of put FMA in the spotlight that it hasn't had before. So, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a, a way to get that moving and, and put it in front of people so that there's a little bit more recognition. Now you've got, um, you've got, uh, the trigonal coming out, which you, you just yeah. worked on and, uh, it showcases a Filipino martial art that I've never even heard of. Uh, and you know, shame on me for, for not knowing that, but, um, <laughs> Tapado, I've never heard of that before. Can you tell me more about the film and and what Tapado is in terms of uh, its its own uh, faction of martial arts, Filipino martial arts? Sure. Yeah, Tapado is uh, basically is a uh, is an escrima system that was developed, born and developed in 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 Negros, Negros province, and pretty much nurtured in in um, uh, in Negros Occidental, where Bacolod is the capital. And um, as you know, that's another thing about Filipino martial arts are very factionalized. Mm. You know, um, it's uh, you know the, a lot of them are almost the same, but you know they have you know but they're 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 territorial, they're regionalized. Right. You know, and Tapado is uh, a system. Uh, it's a Filipino Filipino long stick fighting system, basically. And the um, the goal of Tapado is to block and strike at the same time. Oh, okay. It's a very aggressive system, you know, and um, uh, and there's a lot of different forms of of tapado, uh, from modified tapado to traditional tapado, and they're all in in the Negros province area. Um, it's a it's 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 a very interesting system. I feel that uh, as a as as it's uh, as itself, it's you know it's an incomplete system, but you know but the stuff that it does is very effective. Cool. You know, if it's if it's incorporated into a larger system, and I feel that uh, Philippine martial arts is pretty much like that. There's, there's a lot of factionalism as opposed to combining the Philippine martial arts to create a very strong system. Mm. You know, the way the way China did with uh, with wushu, where they incorporated all these different systems into into one system called wushu. Right. right. You know, so um, you know, um, I hope that. You know, there will come a day that you know, and they're working towards that. You know, like uh, the the National Arnis Association and their Senator Meg Zubiri, they're looking at you know, they're looking at 
you know, basically unifying all the Arnie's uh, scream of FMA systems okay. out there into a, into a strong unified system. Cool, that's cool. Now, um, j- just uh, as an aside, I uh, I just started learning martial arts. I- I'm I'm old. <laughs> I'm 46, so and I just started <laughs> learning. I specifically went to a school where a part of the system was to learn uh, doce pares escrima uh, because I wanted some of yeah. that culture to be part of my learning. So I, I don't know what separates doce pares from, from other escrima, but uh, you know, it's at least it's within that cultural system. So I'm going to get a piece of that for myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think they're all, they're all good. You know, I'm not an expert in FMA at all. Um, and, and I can't, you know, I can't say which is better than which, but I feel that I think if, if you take all of these, if you you can start somewhere like Dose Paris would be a good place to start. Yeah. And then as you get better, you can, you know, you can enhance your skills and, you know, and, and, you know, and take in other systems right. to, you know, to, um, you know, to incorporate into your, into your root system, just like me as a Muay Thai, as a Muay Thai fighter. A Muay Thai specialist, you know, in the '90s, I also started taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh-huh. So suddenly, my my you know my top my my stand-up game now has a ground game. Cool. And then uh, along the way, I started you know I started wrestling, and you know and I feel that you know through you know through the years I've developed myself into you know a, a complete martial artist. You know, uh, you know basically a mixed martial artist. Cool. And um. And it's it's a fun learning process because there's always some always something to learn somewhere else. Sure, sure. You know, and uh, you, know, you start with one with one system, you pick up another, another, another. It's a lifetime of learning. It's not, and to me, it's not about who you know who's asking that kick or not. You know, it's just <laughs> more about you know how much more can I add to my arsenal? Yeah. You know, to my knowledge. Yeah. It's it's you know it's just fun that way. It's just a it's a lifetime of learning. It is fun. I've only been doing it for a little while, but it is a lot of fun. Tell me about the Trigonal. Uh, what is this movie about? It looks intense. It looks exciting. Uh, the The trailers that I've seen have been uh, balls to the wall action. Uh, there's a. It's got a great logo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. what what is the Trigonal about? What is the story about that uh, focuses so much uh, on uh, that Filipino martial art? It starts off as a love story mm. between you know between this guy and you know and his wife and his promise to settle down and and stop fighting so they can build a life together and build you know and uh, build a family together, you know with you know they have a, a you know a growing martial arts school business sort of thing, and then this uh, the bad guy comes to town uh, looking to throw his underground um, fighting events called the Trigonal. And uh, and these are he 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 uses these events as a way to showcase and sell his drugs because he is one of the he he is one of the biggest uh, innovators of you know of you know of, of illegal street drugs in the world and he he comes up with these drugs that are like you know either turn people into zombies or turn them into into super soldiers kind of thing you know so so he uses this contest to to showcase his his products his latest products. And so, and they're all underground fights, fights to the death, sort of thing, you know. And um, and he wanted to, you know, he wa- he wanted to bring in the top fighter that everyone knows of, and it was this guy Jacob Casa. And so he want he wanted this his goons to to force this guy to compete in this tournament when he didn't want to do it 
they decided to attack his his wife and his his business you know and so it it forces him to you know to you know basically to fight so it's it's kind of a revenge action thriller where you know he's still kind of a re- reluctant fighter you know and but he does it anyway because of so many reasons one he needed the money for you know for hospital bills for his wife and then two he was just pretty much you know like thrust into it and then and three he finally got um a break when the police contacted him and said look we need you to infiltrate the tribunal so we so we can get in there with you and bust it up right you know and and end this thing once and for all cool. you know so he 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 pairs up with a with a with a wushu champion um, and, uh, who actually helps him? Who actually helps him after he gets shot in a in a bar fight? Mm. And so he pairs up with her. She helps him, you know, get around and, and start training again and get better. And then, you know, and then they go to uh, to the tribunal together. And then from that point on, it's like balls to the wall kind of action. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's nonstop for like. 30 minutes you're you're going to be like holding on to the edge of your seats. That's fantastic. It look it really looks great. You know, speaking of which, is the trigonal a thing? Is that is that a real thing? I cuz I've never that's another one of those things. I've never heard of that mm, word. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I I kind of I kind of invented that. You nice. know, that, you know I've, seen, I've seen people like, you know, with with you know, with a square boxing ring, you know, the the the, the octagon, right. the round the, the, the round cage. You know, all that stuff. I'm like, hey, why not create a fighting arena? Even like Bloodsport had that like sort of like, like you know, like dipping kind of platform. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, you know, why not create a fighting a fighting arena that one that you know that it's really unique, but two, it's symbolic. Yeah. Well, the trigonal, the the, the three, you know, the three corners and stuff is very, it's it's symbolic of martial arts. Mm. And it's also symbolic of the three characters in the movie, you know, and, um, and it's just uh, uh, the, the triangle is a symbol of so many things, martial arts, basically. Right, right. My first, uh, uh, my first gym in San Diego, uh, Black Tiger Gym, we had the triangle as, uh, as our, um, as part of our logo, you know, so, so yeah. Cool. I hope you trademarked that because. <laughs> I did. I actually did. I trademarked it. That's brilliant business move there. Yeah, yeah. I trademark. I trademark the name. I trademark the logo. And I trademark <laughs> the shit out of it. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, the the stars of the Trigonal, are they accomplished martial artists themselves? Actually, in in the in the movie, there's no, only Rianne is not uh, a martial artist. We 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 trained her, but she's she's such, she's such a great actress anyway, and she's so she's so game, yeah. she's so athletic. But you know, the three stars of the movie, Sarah Chang, Ian Ignacio, and and Rianne Ramos, uh, Sarah and Ian are both like accomplished martial artists. You know, um, Sarah yeah. is. Uh, a, you know, a wushu champion, U.S. national team, um, rated number five in the world. Ian Ignacio is a black belt in taekwondo and uh, a strain in mixed martial arts and you know jujitsu as well. So yeah, he's very accomplished. Yeah. And then the rest, the rest of the, the rest of the uh, fighting cast. You know, Gus, Gus Lim. He's almost a black belt in Brazilian jujitsu. You know, Li Jingliang is there. Li Jingliang's a top. You know. You Chinese UFC fighter in the world right now, um, top ranked Chinese fighter in the UFC, 
you know, Zhang Tetuan, who is like the first UFC fighter in China. Uh, there's just a lot of uh, Chinese uh, martial artists in, in this movie, and and a lot of a lot of legit martial artists. Monsieur Del Rosario, you know, Taekwondo's man of, oh, yeah. man of the year. Uh, like Levi, Levi Ignacio, uh, Ian's da- dad, who is you, you know who's who used to grace the covers of Black Belt magazine in back when he was in San Francisco, you know, he um, karate champion. So yeah, this the, I was surrounded with like like not just like want to be martial artists, but I was surrounded by like top, top level martial artists in this movie. It's so cool. Yeah. That's serious talent. That's great. And you're going to be making your world premiere at, at Cannes. Is that correct? Yeah. I think I'd be in Cannes um, on the 12th of this month. So yeah, it's gonna, uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's gotta be real exciting. There's a, that's uh, you're building a, a lot of hype for that. But yeah, it's, it's quite an honor to, you know, to, to screen at Cannes. So I'm pretty um I'm pretty stoked about it. That's cool. Now your your work right now is primarily in the Philippines, is that right? Um Philippines and I go back and forth between Philippines and China and Beijing. Okay. Do do you intend to keep your production focused there or and hopefully bring more of the film industry uh, to you or are you looking to Yeah, I actually my goal is actually to bridge uh, uh, the, China, the Chinese film industry with the Philippine film industry. You know, the Philippine film mm. industry is probably the bottom of the barrel in Asia right now, and you know, and um, and the Chinese film industry is the very top in the world. You know, so okay. I, f- I feel that uh, by bridging both, I can strengthen the uh, the the Filipino film industry, but at the same time, I can introduce something new and different to the to to the Chinese audience. So. I've actually been working a lot with uh, Chinese productions, and we have a I have a Chinese production partner in China right now, in 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 Xiamen, and we're you know we're you know we're actually getting getting ready to you know to to produce a, a, you know a series of films involving Filipino and Chinese productions, and in fact, Trigonal is actually going to be distributed in China as well. What do you think of the state of martial arts in Hollywood cinema today? Because it, it's a different world now where the stars that you're watching on screen don't need to know the martial arts that they're representing. And you know, that, that can be a good or bad thing, but um, what are your thoughts on that whole aspect of it? I think that's why, that's why when someone told me like, well, how could, how could Trigonal compete with like the Avengers and, and, and things and Black Panther and things like those. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of Avengers and Black Panther and all that. So all these Marvel stuff and there's a lot of martial arts in, in, in there but they're like yeah it's like watching the old chinese martial arts where people flying all over the place you know it's kind of like the right. old kung fu kung, kung fu theater kind of stuff where you know see these guys flying and and fighting in the air and all that stuff you know well i feel like movies like trigonal bring martial arts back down to earth where where it really right. should be you know where real martial artists show real techniques and real life situations you know, like uh, it—it'd be really hard to learn martial arts from uh, from watching Captain America. You know, because <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, but but I guarantee you, you watch you uh, you watch Trigonal, you know, you'll you'll pick up a few moves here and there. It's yeah. it's it's uh it's that you know it's that organic. You know, and I feel that yeah. um, um, the state of martial arts now is sort of like fluctuating because people are really don't know. I mean, the, the, the millennials are really into like the whole video game look kind of thing, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's fun to see all this stuff, but, 
I can I can see the day that people are going to get tired of it. They're going to be like, okay, well, okay, here mm-hmm. you go again. Okay, they just they smashed through a wall and just flew, you know, three buildings across and, you know, and, you know, and killed an entire army with one, you know, with one hammer, you know, so, okay, that's great, you know, but how, how do people really relate to that? You know, after a while, people are going to start going like, well, okay, okay, I can't really relate to it. Like, I can't relate to that, to it anymore. I was really like, in the beginning, like watching Spider-Man and Batman and all that stuff, I was really like entertained, you know, it's like, wow, this is really cool. But after a while, I just can't relate anymore. It's the same thing over and over again. You know, it's so yeah, pre- it's so fatigue, predictable. Right? Yeah, superhero fatigue. It's so predictable, and yeah, I, I'd like to see movies where I can relate. I can they, they they'll throw a few techniques out and say, and I can say, ah, oh, yeah, that works. I can do that. You know, that kind mm. of thing. You know, mm. you know, and um, and 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 yeah, and weaving the story of of real people too, real characters too, like bringing them yeah, down course. to earth. You know, I, you know, with real emotions. You know, real real life situations like. You know, a girl who wants to learn how, you know, who wants to become a boxer, but, you know, but her parents are totally against it because they'd rather see her get married and have kids and have a pretty face, something like that. But she, she, though, she fights her, you know, her, her, you know, a dilemma of, of her passion for, for fighting versus this, you know, like the old Rocky stories kind of thing, you know, bringing, sure. bringing humanity and action together. And that's kind of yeah. like what I'm, that's what I'm striving for. That's great. Now, Hollywood isn't necessarily on your side in that case because of course not. <laughs> I don't know that Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know that Hollywood is ready to promote a martial arts film. Uh, it used to be, but not yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, what, what do you? Why do you think that is? Because I, I mean, I think FMA would be a great addition to the fabric of martial arts cinema. Yeah. Um, but what can Hollywood do to kind of recognize that and maybe uh, promote it to the general moviegoer? Well, I think for you know, for like say an FMA movie to to appeal to a movie viewer, and you know, unfortunately, it's hard to compete in the the pure action film genre. It's really hard mm-hmm. to compete as an action film because people, when they watch action films, they want to see something grand. They want to see massive explosions. They want to see Godzilla. They want to see you know, <laughs> Thor and the Hulk and all the, and uh, all these flying objects and stuff like that. They want to see something grand. They, and they want to see something like crazy, you know, but to, to create a martial arts movie that's purely organic and, 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 you know, and down to earth, you would have to, I mean, I hate to say it, but you have to, you would have to actually, you know, create a love story maybe, or, you know, or, or a, a romantic, you know, a romantic story or a drama or a thriller, you know, or a suspense thriller mm-hmm. or even a horror movie that somehow incorporates right. some martial arts, you know. But you can't you can't compete with the fantastic movies that, that Marvel and Hollywood makes, you know, or even the ones that right. China does. You know, can't compete with that. Yeah. You know, that you know, unless unless you're willing to blow a hundred million dollars, you know, in, into <laughs> production, can't compete with that. So in order to compete with that you have to go sort of you have to think indie. You have to think art house, and you have to incorporate right. like FMA and martial arts. You know, in, you know, organic martial arts into something like an art house film, maybe. You know, or an indie film. Well, I hope Trigonal is the first step into to really broadening that world for for a lot of moviegoers. I hope so because with Trigonal, I didn't I didn't hide martial arts. I didn't hide martial arts as. You know, kind of like, well, like, for example, if you watch, like, Raid, you know, 
martial arts was just part of these guys who are going in there and you know and they're you know they just happen to lose their weapons and and uh, that sort of thing even you know like blood hunters were like that but with trigonal it's purely martial arts and what they do is martial arts they go into a martial arts arena and they fight with martial arts weapons and they have the sort of like almost no rules but still the rules of martial arts so yeah yeah, yeah so very cool um it's 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 a ballsy attempt to to bring back martial arts in its true form, not disguised as a commando movie or you know right. or or a vampire movie sort of thing, you know, but martial arts as martial arts, real people doing martial arts. And it's been a while since like Yeah. It's like, it has been. Yeah, since like movies like Bloodsport, for example. Very cool. All right, well, we're going to start wrapping it up because I know you're busy, but uh, you ready to do a quick lightning round? Sure. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. First thing that comes to your head. Uh, Muay Thai or Thai food? Well, Muay Thai, of course. <laughs> thai, thai food is a very close second. It almost overlaps. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, what is your favorite knockout punch? My left hook. Nice. And your favorite knockout kick? My my my, my right round kick. Nice. Okay, who would win in a fight? Vincent Sobrano or Tony Jaw's character from Ong Bak? Uh, Vincent Sobrano, for sure. <laughs> I'll take that boy. I'll take that character. I'll grab him, <laughs> take him down to the ground, and wrap him up like a pretzel. That's what I thought. I thought. <laughs> now, how how real was that? Was the stuff that he was doing legitimate as far as Muay Thai was concerned? Yeah, very legitimate. Very okay. legit. I hats off to Tony Ja. He really brought like real traditional Muay Thai to screen in a way that I've never seen before. Oh, very cool. Okay. All right. Uh, what's more horrific to your non-Filipino friends, Balut or Dinaguan? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, balut is a fertilized duck egg incubated for a period of 14 to 21 days that have well-developed embryo and the features of the duckling are recognizable. Dinoguan is a Filipino savory stew of pork offal, typically lungs, kidneys, intestines, ears, heart, and snout, simmered in a rich, spicy, dark gravy of pig blood, garlic, and chili. Balut. <laughs> balut. Hands down, Balut. I've seen people barf of Balut. <laughs> it's interesting because I can do Balut. I can't do Dinuguan. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Dinuguan, though, it's like no one knows what it is. I just tell them it's a like chocolate soup and they start eating it. Oh. And they're like, oh, good, you know? <laughs> and about Balut, man, you crack, you crack open the shell and the first thing you see is this little bird's eye staring yes, at you. Yes, yes, yes. There's I, no I disguising that, you know? <laughs> You've got like a chicken fetus, like literally staring at you. Woo! All right, but it tastes good. <laughs> oh my god! I'm the, like last month. I was uh, I was in where was I? Oh yeah, I was in Mindoro with my, you know, with my um, with my god brother. We were just chilling out and stuff, taking a little break, and he brings out this entire basket of balut. <laughs> I, I I kid you not. I finished six of those. Ah. Look at you. Sitting. Yeah, it was so good. That's how good it is. Yeah, no kidding. All right, uh, speaking of that then, what is your food weakness? My food weakness? It's this thing called seafood. I seafood, I eat it. <laughs> Fair enough. True Filipino right there. <laughs> Dude, I love food. You, I mean, I, I don't think I, I'm selective. I just eat anything. <laughs> but you can't just eat anything. You're in super shape. You can't just be eating anything. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I, no, no, it's not that. I can, 
just eat anything, but I shouldn't eat anything. <laughs> okay, no. fair enough. <laughs> yes, I should. <laughs> All right. Um, now, San Miguel is a favorite Filipino beer, but do you have a personal favorite? Oh, dude, I just a couple of days ago, I was actually stumped when these Chinese guys came in and I was bragging to them how we have this thing called Red Horse. I told them, like, man, this, this shit will kick your ass. This is the strongest beer you've ever had. <laughs> and they, like, looked at it and, like, started drinking it and they started laughing. I'm like, what? And they started looking at the whole thing. It's like, it's only 7% alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, that's small and they're like they're like you know Qingdao beer which is considered light beer in china is 12 percent percent yeah 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 i'm like oh okay well never mind then so no, <laughs> yes, yeah i love uh, i love Filipino beer but you know as of like a couple of days ago i'm no longer a fan <laughs> all right well Qingdao it is then what <laughs> it is all right. All right. And uh, speaking of favorites, and if you get it wrong, I'll erase it. But what's your favorite podcast about martial arts movies and now FMA? What else, right? I would say, <laughs> first and foremost, now, and seriously, I've actually listened to your podcast a lot. Yeah. So Kung Fu Driving Podcast is like, that's that's number one to me. Thank you so much. You know, a, a, a far second would be Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fair enough. He, he's got a really great show. Yeah. Just because he's such a dick sometimes, you know? Oh, well, not sometimes, but most of the most time. Of the, you know, yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. But then what is in the, uh, what's in the pipeline then for Vincent Soberano? Uh, what else do you have going on? I know uh, you've got Can for uh, the Trigonal. What else is in the, in the works? We are actually in, in pre-production now, starting this week. And we're going to be shooting at the end of the month. Um, for this new movie called Circle of Bones, and you heard it from you heard it here first. Oh, excellent! Circle of Bones. Circle of Bones. Yeah, it's a horror. It's a horror action movie. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's, yeah. I've never. I, I I actually just. I mean, I wasn't supposed to say it, <laughs> but I just sort of like fumbled and said it. So there. <laughs> so you'll, you're 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 the first to actually hear it. Fantastic! That's an exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. Circle of Bones from Vincent Soberano. It's actually a really. A terrifying horror film. Oh, that's great. I love horror films. I was able to lace in FMA into the film. Even so, better. Imagine that. Imagine that. That's awesome. That's great. So where can my audience go to find out more information about everything that you've got going on? Good question. Maybe from you. Okay. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Um, I know you are uh, You have an Instagram. Uh, the Trigonal has an Instagram. Um, you're on Twitter. I don't know how active you are on Twitter, but do you have a Facebook or, or anything else like that that people can I follow? A Facebook page, I have a Facebook page too, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, but I, I, have to, I have to admit, you know, I've been so busy lately too that I have really been – I haven't been updating my Facebook a lot. You know, a lot of the updates I have in my Facebook is done by my social media manager. Oh, that's embarrassing to say. <laughs> but I do have a social media <laughs> No, but hey, you know what? That's a good problem to have. <laughs> do my own post. Oh, man, that's kind of, yeah, that's embarrassing. But I like to humiliate myself. So there. <laughs> so I actually have a social media manager that manages my, my social media posts. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, great. Um, Vincent Sobrara, this is a great conversation. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Wishing you the very best of luck with the Trigonal uh, and with bringing FMA uh, more into the spotlight. Best of luck in which in everything you got going on. I'll be looking forward to Circle of Bones and uh, for the worldwide premiere of the Trigonal Fight for Justice. Right on, thank you. Yeah, and uh, and uh, the Trigonal will be released in theaters. Uh, uh, officially released in theaters July 18. Fantastic. And it, it will make it to the U.S., is that correct, in August? It will make it to the U.S. in August, yeah. 
Awesome. Then uh, let's uh, hopefully we can touch base again when it's uh, when it drops in the U.S. But uh, again, best of luck with everything you have going on. Very cool. Thanks, Jeff. The 2018 UASC will take place Saturday, November 10th at AMC Theaters Times Square, featuring five theaters with over 60 hours of action content from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. That's right, Action Junkies. We're having a 14-hour action film megathon showcasing the latest indie action film content and continuing last year's launch of Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, featuring Shaw Brothers Kung Fu Classics and honoring the 40th anniversary of Five Daily Venice. Please join the Urban Action Showcase Diversity and Action Initiative, celebrating the past, present, and future multicultural achievements in the blockbuster action genre. As a platform, we advocate diversity and inclusion through our International Action Film Festival, Action Expo, and Action Film Awards platform to promote multicultural heroic images in order to change the dynamic of mainstream media. I invite you to be a part of the action by pre-purchasing a 2018 event pass for yourself or a friend. Master, Sanjay is finished. We can attack the city. Much thanks to Vincent Soberano for that awesome chat. Be on the lookout for the Trigonal Fight for Justice, starring Ian Ignacio, Rian Ramos, and Sarah Chang. It makes its debut at the Cannes Film Festival May 12th has its official release in theaters July 18th, and it lands here in the USA sometime in August. If Filipino martial arts are going to make a splash in theaters, Vincent Soberano will no doubt be one of the guys leading that charge. And to keep up with everything he's got going on, check him out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'll leave those links in the show notes so you can all follow along. As for me, check me out on all the socials as well, at Kung Fu Driving on Twitter, at Kung Fu Driving Podcast on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page, or you can email me, kungfudriving at gmail.com. I've also got some merch available on the artist shops over at threadless.com, so check out that link as well if you want some banging Kung Fu Driving gear. If you need some more great podcasts to listen to, please go check out the Castaways hashtag on Twitter and check out some of my fellow podcasters from all over the globe and have some fun, maybe learn a thing or two. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. Applause, not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but all 
folks don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D's coming back The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster Bitch had a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie chung his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies, will the hero we survive? We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah, the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching-Ying to kill them all, so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the mountain style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood or just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor and the blood It'll splatter against the wall, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed. The fist of legend that the car Jet Lee I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walk into the tea house, spending for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, spending for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting